Hey, fucking fans, we're back. Evening, fucking fans. Cheers, old boy. Cheers. God, it's been a hard bit of podcasting this evening, hasn't it? Hasn't it, just? Yeah, you've done most of the talking. It's been great. For a change. Yeah, there's been very little swearing. And again, I've, I'm a bit fed up of you editing out all your swearing and leaving <laughs> mine yours in. in. And I, I apologise, listeners, for my faux pas in the, uh, the one a couple of uh, episodes ago where I, I, I got a bit excited. I think we were talking about vigilantes, weren't we? Yeah. Have we had any feedback about uh, some recent episodes at all? Have we uh, had anything uh, come back about what people are thinking? You uh, never seem to mention bad feedback. Well, apart from that twat mixed Stig Muller. Yeah, who... Uh, and then somebody else said something, didn't they? I can't what remember what it was. It was... Uh, oh, F off. Stuff. F off. No, it was Stig Muller, wasn't was it? it? Somebody said something about all English cops are idiots. Yes, yeah, something like that. Which isn't strictly accurate, is it? No, was a lot he, of them are. Where was he from? <laughs> <A lot. laughs> was that you or that you uh, Was that um, somebody from Down Under that said that? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, we've got yeah. a lot of Flucker fans down under. We but, have. But we, that chap obviously did, uh, probably had some yeah. regrettable contact with the, uh, with the authorities. No, we had some feedback about the, uh, about the Southerner, the Shrimper. The Shrimper? Yeah, somebody did, felt that they couldn't listen to the... Uh, entire episode, they thought it was, uh, yeah, just just not their cup of tea. But hey, listen, we can't be everybody's cup of tea. Well, yeah, I mean, how many episodes have we done now? Do you think dozens? It's a lot. Probably best part of forty, probably now, isn't it? I Something don't know. like that. Loads. I suppose they're not always going to appeal to people. Are well, of they? course not. And the last one that we've done, which was about me talking about firearms, people yeah. might turn that one off. Do you think so? Yeah, they're, well, they're probably going to expect you to be sat there grooming, yeah. gelling. Yeah, what's that clinking noise? Oh, it's the weights going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's another, it's not, it's a bottle of beer. But yeah, there. bear with it though, uh, listeners, yeah. because it was actually quite interesting. It was for one of those moments we were being sort of slightly serious about things, weren't we? It won't last. Well, we have asked, been asked by a few people to talk about departments, so they want us to get people on from traffic... Uh, CID, yeah. Yeah. specials, uh, different departments. So I thought, as I've been on a specialist department, yeah. I'd talk about farming. When you say specialist department, you see, you, your tone seems to change. Does it? I don't know Do why. I say, does, it, does it come out with a certain... Well, it sounds like it's special. Well, it is. It was special. <laughs> Go on then. So you did a bit of running around shooting on full support, and then... Yeah, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of tactical jobs. So, yes, right. people that were identified for serious offences that were would, would, could be armed or have have access to weapons. And we established would, in an earlier episode, much to my surprise, that you had, in fact, been in a situation with one in the chamber ready to shoot. Always one in the chamber. Yeah, well, that surprised me, to be honest. I thought that that would be t- like... You haven't, got, you haven't got time to be making your weapon ready when you're in that situation. It's got to be ready. Well, I think if you were trained, you'd probably be able to do yeah. it quick. Uh, so well, then I did then I did a bit of I did a stint on arm response. Well, I did quite a long time on arm response actually. But how long? When oh, yeah, good, good few years. And what was that like? like well, I was going to say whilst I was, whilst I was still on for support, I went on to uh, we used to backfill arm response vehicles. So when they were off training or leave, or in particularly the era when I was involved in firearms we had a lot of cash in transit robberies so for the listeners that don't know what a cash in transit robbery is it's you have delivery trucks that deliver money to shops or collect money from shops uh, booking shop you know betting shops large department stores ATMs you know cash machines they fill them so these vehicles are targeted by armed gangs um, 
in at certain times of the day. So it could be, uh, it might be an early morning one when it's well, left a, the depot. That was a, a big thing a few years ago, wasn't Massive, it? yeah. We, we were getting hammered for cash in transit robberies. So they, they tended to happen maybe early in the morning when the vans had left the depot. It's full of cash. Full of cash. Or early evenings, you know, sort of half past four, five o'clock when they're on the way back. Our sort of type of customer yeah, I in mean, Newark would have been targeting them perhaps on the way back when they didn't have any cash left. Uh, well, the quality but, of our criminals. A lot of them had cash because they would collect money oh, from oh, right. um, department stores, you know, and uh, betting shops and stuff like that. They would, they would collect large sums of money. So. I remember being very surprised at how much cash ATMs held. Mm. Some of them hold a lot of cash. A lot. They? I just assumed it'd be a few grand. Mm. Um, a lot but it's not some of them are huge amounts not yeah. that I want to encourage anybody to go out and get themselves a cherry picker and, and help themselves yeah or a Manitou a Manitou yeah yeah, yeah sponsored by Manitou yeah so when you went from full support to ARVs uh, did you once refer to that as like jumping ship were you leaving the brotherhood or the sisterhood and was it seen as being yeah. something like it's like the dark side was it yeah because the, like the, the a lot of the guys on the tactical team could backfill to ARVs, so they had that skill anyway. Yeah. And then I was leaving that team yeah. to actually go on to ARVs. But, yeah. but before that, I became a specialist firearms officer while so I was what still was on that? So, sniper? In Knott's in in Police, they encouraged you on the firearms department to hold a specialist role. So it would be a bodyguard, a VIP officer. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, to anybody? Uh, well, just well, I'll come on to that in a second. Okay. A, a sniper, a rifle officer. Oh, did you do that? No, oh. no. Or there was um, some great films with snipers in there. Yeah, dynamic intervention, which covered uh, a whole multitude of things, including hostage rescue. So I um, put myself forward for the uh, dynamic intervention. Why didn't you team. go for the um, for the other ones? Was there no films on TV at that time about about hostage rescue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just appealed to me the most. It was a very yeah. physical, demanding uh, type of role. Because you are a physical kind of chap. Yeah. Were you, at that time, were you ripped? Did you have a big neck? Because a lot of the time with the full support, they were neck snappers, <laughs> weren't they? That, you, know, you, would, you would physically cope with pretty well anything. And was part of the culture whereby you would religiously go down the gym? This is not a mick take, but would you go down the gym and would you spend, spend a lot so, of the time... I spent quite a bit of time in the Doing gym. weights yeah. and stuff like that. So you yeah. were really... We were really... fortunate to have a gym uh, 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 where we were based. We had a gym. A good was gym. that predominantly used by the full support types or did the ARV... Yeah, the, a, lot of the, a, lot, a lot of firearms cops used it. Yeah, it right. was make, well. Was that was that generally because of the role? Do you think, or was that because of the type of person that went into those departments were the sort of people that like to keep themselves I think physically? It was, com- oh, it was a combination. Okay. A combination. Yeah, there were some big lads on there, some that could lift some heavy weights, but there were some smaller lads on there that were equally as strong, and ultra violent. Right. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, because yeah. that can make up uh, for the back uh, of the strength. I'm something. thinking about two or three at the moment can you? That, that were. Very slim, but very strong. Really? And ultra-violent. Well, what was their yeah. background? Ex-forces? A couple of them were ex-forces, yeah. 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 One was an absolute lunatic. Really? Yeah. Really? And managed to stay in? Yeah. Well, probably a benefit for that role, I suppose. Yeah. He's a firearms instructor now. Is he? Mm. Good Is lad. He? Good lad. Get him on. Okay, so you decided to go down the dynamic intervention route. Yeah. So how many officers, say, in Nottinghamshire would be trained for that? specific role? I think we had a team of about 25 or 26. 
But we we did a whole quite a lot of people there. Yeah, we did a whole range of. So would you be the sort of person that would end up at the Iranian embassy siege? That sort of dynamic intervention. Did you have smoke bombs bung in, going in through broken windows on a rope? Yeah, we had ladders to go up, you know. um, Well, that's not very exciting, a ladder, is it? Yeah, well, there were special types of ladders that were fastened to the backs of vehicles and stuff, you know. You used to drive up with the vehicle and the ladder would come up and you'd go up I bet the training for that was great. Yeah, it was good. How long was the training for that? That was a five-week course. Five-week course, that must have been a great holiday. And some very technical, complicated shoots. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again with the... All weapons? Uh, so... Or do you have different weapons? We did have a, one different weapon. Um, so we used the, the, the SLP, the Walther P990, because that was your yeah. personal protection weapon, that one. Every, everything was with the MP5, because yeah. it was all close quarter, up, up close and personal. It, it's going to be... You don't want over-penetration with, with the rounds. Um, quite often it's going to be inside buildings or in vehicles. Over-penetration has been a bit been of a problem the, the, in your life in general, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, some, Moving some, right along. Some very, uh, some very technical shoots in, involved in that. Okay, yeah. yeah because it, it is you're, very, you're very... You're shooting around the hostage. Um, not, well, not so much that, but in particular, you, you know, it's everything you do... In, on the dynamic intervention team, certainly in the hostage rescue element of it, is uh, very, very fast-paced. Okay. So uh, you enter into a room unknown to what's in that room. Yeah. Um, I, well, that must be an unusual thing for a firearms officer to do, isn't it? In, in, in the whole scheme of things. I would have thought, well, there's a lot of planning we go into it, but in that role, is there more there, unknown? There, there is a lot of planning that goes into it, right. and there's a lot of tactics that are used, and, you know... You practice and practice and practice foot drills. What way? Uh, how you would um, congregate as a team of four or a, a, a small stick or a group or whatever you want to call it outside a door. You'd, everybody would have to be in a certain position. Right. And you'd have a strong side and a weak side or you know, a positive side and a vulnerable side because the way the door opens. Okay, yeah. And somebody would have to be specifically trained how to open the door. So I specialised in MOE. Right. Because doors sometimes... Method of entry. Oh, yeah, method of entry, sorry, yeah. Are we talking about what, with a big red key, or did you have Both. other bits of key? I had a big red key, I had sledgehammers, I had a shotgun, so I was trained in using a shotgun. For, right. Because, let's say, for example, you, you have a specific type of door that you need to get through quickly. Your intelligence and information might suggest that the hostage or the offenders are under the side of that door. If it, you know, and you always say you're only as good as your last door... If you start hitting that door with a big red key and they've enforced it from behind, you may have information that says they've enforced that door from behind or yeah. barricaded it or whatever. You can hit it 10 times with the big red key. Nothing happens. Well, you're just wasting time, aren't you? What mm. you need to do is you need to breach that threshold as quickly as possible. So if your information is that they may have barricaded that door or it may have extra locks on it or whatever, you would probably favour using a different entry method, which might be Did the shotgun. Did you have some bit of kit that would hydraulically... Yeah, a squirrel. A what? I think we called it a squirrel. A squirrel? Yeah, so you sound could, very dynamic. You could it? pump... Yeah, you would pump it and it would push the frame out. And then... Oh, right. And then the door would just open. It would push it out so that yeah. the lock disengaged and you just... Yeah, push certain it elements of the... Oh, did you use that yeah. bit of kit? Yes. What was it yeah. like? Good. Was yeah. it? Was it fast? Yes. Uh, it's quiet. Is it? 
It's not. I thought, it's, I thought there'd be a lot of grinding, snapping, and fracturing no. of wood. No, it's oh. very quiet. It, it, it just yes, that starts to happen at the end. But initially, when you put it in, into place, oh right, so you can put it in covertly, it's sort of quiet. Thing, really. Yeah, yeah, you pump it, pump it up. Oh, it's right hand in. pumped, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it'd be like an electric. Pump. No, no, hand pumped the one we had. Yeah. And it so how long would it take? So oh, that's a stupid question, I suppose. But how long would it take to set that up and get the door open in a lot of situations? Well, you you could be outside that door quietly. You could be out there for five minutes quietly, right? Getting you know, setting all your kit up. Um, and but actually, when you started, you could get it into position, start pumping up, get the tension on, yeah, and then wait for the nod for to the go. moment and then, yeah. do, the and then do the last few bit. bits, right? Yeah. Um, so it'd it, just it, be it, one person bit. doing the pumping for that, yeah. You'd have one person doing Did that. Did you ever use that bit of kit in a, an actual situation? Uh, yeah, we used it on a couple of uh jobs where we wanted to get it wasn't a hostage rescue situation, yeah. but it was where we wanted to try and be as covert as possible, breaching the threshold, for fear of the person inside disposing of evidence and oh, whatever. Right. So and we did it that. work well in yeah. those situations? Yeah. Fine, yeah. yeah. Um, but we had a range of tactics for getting into different types of doors, and I specialised in that. So there were PVC oh, yeah. doors, you know, composite doors. It's a pressure job, really, that, isn't it? Because yeah, everybody yeah. else is trained once you're in there, and that's a bit straightforward, mm. but actually getting that door open in the first place. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, the shotgun we would use, and again, that, that that was technical because you can only get so many rounds in the shotgun, so you'd have to think. Didn't you have one of those five yeah, shot you, pump action jobs? Yes, right. so it was it was pump action. Which, of course, but, you're not allowed to have the general public. No, not allowed. But no, are they still licensed uh, for the police to Remington, use yeah. Still, yeah. yeah. Remington short-handled, uh, so it didn't have a... Didn't have a large stock on it. It, oh, right, it yeah. had more like a pistol. It had a pistol grip. Okay. So it was but a standard barrel, twenty-one yeah. barrel. Or yeah, standard barrel. Yeah, yeah. With a, with, a, with a standoff device on the end. Did you always get the right door? I will come to that in a minute. Okay. But just going back to the technicalities, then. Yeah. So, if you were going to use, uh, you might want to use CS quite quickly, and we had CS cartridges. Oh, so to go on what? In your shotgun. So, for, right. so for example. Depending on the circumstances, what you, you so you might load your shotgun up and you might know, well, okay, well, there's there's two locks on it and and a hinge or might go for the hinges and the lock. So that's three rounds, plus it's got a little window in the front. So what I could do is I could put a CS route through the window first. So you'd have to load your shotgun in a certain way. All right. So, so you, you knew where your rounds were. So when oh, the minute it said to go, right, go, your first round would go through the little oh, glass I window. it would just be an, 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 a standalone weapon that we'd use to put the CS through. So if you think, right, I'm going to use three shots to get through the door and the window, then the fourth shot's the CS, yeah, but you, you so can load the, it like that. But you do it in reverse. So, so you'd the put CS, CS ones, is that the same size as same the 12 normal gauge Yeah, yeah, all the same size. Oh, so so you'd put that one, you might have a little glass window in that it first. That pigeon shoot. Put that one through first, that one goes in and disperses CS, and then you'd very quickly, within like two or three seconds, have the, have the injures off, door in, and everybody would go in. And were they effective, those CS rounds? Were they really good? Yeah, very good, yeah. Were they? Yeah. That's good, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, that, so I trained in that as well. ML. So how about, and did you do the going down ropes, abseiling uh, business? No, I, I didn't do any of the rope stuff. Would that be another special, uh, speciality? Yeah, I think some of the uh, CTSFOs and SFOs now... Sorry, what's the C... The Counter-Terrorism Specialist Firearms Officer. Oh, and would each individual force have some of those officers, or is that...? No, only a large, only a large metropolitan forces will have a CTSFO team. I think so. Like your um, West Mids, Met, right. GMP, they will. Um, you know, of course, people that went into the Iranian embassy, they weren't 
cops, were they? Were they? Well, no, that's that's because it's international terrorism, not domestic related. So if it's domestic related, it, the police will deal with it. Oh, okay. If it's more along those lines, then the military will deal with it. But because of all the cutbacks now, the police. So the, like, for example, the hostage rescue training that I did, that all that, it's standardised. So it's the same as any other force. It's the same as what the CTSFO. Well, CTSFOs didn't exist when we were when I became a dynamic interval. We were like the forerunners right. of oh, CTSFOs, if you like. Okay. Because um, we did some counterterrorism stuff as well. Um, uh, but everything's the same. The drills are the same. The foot drills are the same. The entry methods are the same, and it's all built around one unit, if you like. So. If there was ever a large siege, you may not be able to call on the SAS to do it, and they may call in the CTSFOs, right. but and you would amalgamate together because it's the same training, it's the same foot drills, so you, you're all singing off the same hymn sheet. What did you find the most attractive aspects of those specialist roles that you had? What for you was what for you made it enjoyable as it was for you? I just found it extremely challenging and to, to reach that level of um, fitness, skill, dexterity, to, to be able to fulfil it and get my badge to say, yeah, you've done it, well done. It was like setting myself a goal to achieve that and then do it. And it, and and was that and it, made me a better, it made me a better firearms cop all around because the dexterity of the specialist shooting, it was so technical at times right. that when you came to do your normal firearms I'm not belittling authorised firearms officers it's difficult to be an authorised firearms officer but when I came to do my standard authorised firearms officer training stuff it, it was it felt like a new level it was just it became easy so were you driven by you personally what you could achieve or were you driven by your performance in comparison to the others or both personal really I never compare myself to other people. Okay. And I don't now. Well, I do to a degree, but then I stop myself doing it because I don't like doing it. Yeah. Because I am who I am. Yeah. But we all do it. We all do it. It's a human nature. It's a human nature. Yeah. So having left that environment then and gone into business. Yeah. All right. Do, do you miss? Yeah. Do you miss that? Yeah. And have in, in, in the way that you go about doing business... Do you, in some ways, try and get the same kind of buzz that you had from doing that job, or is it totally different? It's totally different. Okay. Yeah, so obviously we work together, and you know at times how busy is where we work. Yeah. So I thrive off that. Yeah. Um, but it's busy but mundane, isn't it? Because it's the same... Repetitive. Yeah. yeah. So I always say it's busy but mundane. Yeah. Whereas in the police, it was busy and different. Because no one, no two domestics are the same. No two road traffic collisions yeah. are the same. No two firearms incidents are the same. You know, I've been to dozens of firearms incidents, and they're all different. You know, if you'd have had your time over again with your police career, would you have followed the same route? No. Oh, really? I would have got to a point in Knott's Police. So I, when I left the tactical firearms team, I went on to arm response, and my four support colleagues, yeah, much to their disgust. Yeah. Said I'd jump ship and yeah. I went on to arm response vehicles. I did that for a, ta- a, a tactical reason because I passed my sergeant's exams and the chances of getting any acting up on force support would have been about less than zero. Why? 
there's, there's not many, there's only four sergeants on there. Right, okay. There's a lot of cops. And that was it. Four and the ones that stay, ones were on there, there tend to stay yeah, on there, did they? And, and what, they forever? A long time. Did they? A long time. Whereas on, on, on response, there were 10, 12 sergeants. Ah, right. So I went on there in the hope that I would get an acting role. So I went on to on response, and then within a few months, yeah, I did, I got an acting role. And then I pretty much stayed as a sergeant then for about three years on armed response. Um, so I did about uh, seven, I did about seven years on firearms. Right. Yeah, and five years as a specialist firearms officer. And it was injury, was it, that... That yeah. that. Would you have stayed on? No, well, no, so what I would have done, well, I'd, I'd have done that, but then I would have transferred and gone to the Met. Oh, As a really? firearms cop. Really? I would have gone to the Met because there's so many more opportunities for firearms cops. So many different roles. Right, oh, right. So when you say more opportunities, you already were a firearms yeah, cop, so I would you didn't have done need an opportunity, but you're talking about the specialist role. Yeah, within firearms. Well, what did you fancy? Uh, I fancied all sorts of different things that they're... Their equivalent of C- CTSFOs as it would have been yeah. then, doing that. So a lot more counterterrorism stuff. Yeah. Um, SB one I think, which was Special Branch Protection, which was the bodyguarding of like the you know, um, MPs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Some of my mates that I was on force support with, who were already trained bodyguards because they specialised in bodyguards. Yeah. They transferred to the Met direct entry. And one of them I used to see him quite regularly on television, with the uh, with Jack Straw, Gordon Brown. Really. Um, yeah. David oh, did you Cameron. Think, oh, I wish I was doing that. Sometimes I wish that. Yeah, you? great guy he was as well. Depending on fact, the MP, some of them can be yeah. very dry. Yeah. I would have thought he didn't like Gordon Brown very much. Oh, didn't he? Mm. Mm. So that that would I would have gone down that route, but my wife talked me out of it, and quite rightly so, because she said if you go down there, we'll never see you, because there was so much overtime, yeah, so much. Yeah, you would have been down there all the yeah. time, wouldn't you? And she just said no, and she did actually put a foot down and say you're not doing it. Oh, really, right too, probably. Yeah, probably. Really, because be, you'd be totally absorbed down there, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, it, it's a bubble, isn't it, London? Yeah. I mean, the MPs are in the bubble down there. People that live yeah, in London, they have the clue they're what affected. Everybody wants. You know, they get affected, don't they? You know, in London, and, that, and even they, when the people vote, they ignore it yeah, anyway. Yeah, the, the, it's it's its own. I'm still angry about voting at vote face. Yeah. Go to the public, say what you feel, and then they totally ignore it and then name it. And I like Sir Richard Attenborough. But hey, there we go. Well, anyway, listen. So, uh, I hope you've enjoyed those little. Well, it's been interesting. It's, tales it's, of firearms. It's not a serious matter, is it? But it's interesting, isn't it? It's mm. interesting that, that you know the decisions you made, the groups that you joined, the training yeah. you had. It just sounds very exciting, mm. and it, it, you know, went to lots and lots of firearms incidents as a both of the probably wouldn't ta- nowadays though because all the gun crimes gone from Nottingham, isn't it? There's a couple of couple of BB guns left in the centre somewhere, yeah. but I think it's all quietened down a bit now, isn't yeah. it? Who was responsible for getting a grip on it? Was that Sue Fish? There were a number of people involved that um, decided that enough was enough. Who was it? I can't remember. Whose reign was that under? I don't know. Was that Steve Green's? Um, might have been Steve Green. And then Julia, Julia Hodson. Hodson. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they, it was great. It was a... It was a force-wide effort to to drive down that organised... There was three or four organised crime families causing havoc. There was a lot of um, turf wars. There were um, gangs of black guys coming up from Birmingham pushing drugs into Nottingham. 
there were gangs of blacks and Asians coming down from Sheffield, pushing drugs into Nottingham. It was a melting pot. There was inter- there was infighting between different factions within Nottingham. Yeah, um, We had a lot of uh, you know Who had the Jamaicans. It, well, I don't know. Right. I don't know. There was um, a lot of yardies in oh, right. um, Jamaicans. Yeah. Shooting and fighting with each other. Uh, in different areas of the city, and. It, it just there, created this. Yeah, there were a lot of deaths. Yeah, there was there was innocent people shot, uh, mistaken identities. Uh, Who was the girl that was shot at the goose? Fair? Was it Danielle Beckham? Was that yeah. drugs related? Gang related. Uh, gang related. She was a bystander caught oh. around, didn't she? Was it Danielle Beckham? Yeah. Um, yeah. That that was. It, it was a very very, for a firearms cop, it was oh. a very exciting. Yeah rewarding, challenging, dynamic area to work at that time. Yeah. And I was fortunate to be in the midst of it. Yeah. It was great. Sort of good, bad Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It? I mean, obviously yeah. a horrendous situation for all those yeah. families involved and you know, the, the relatives. Yeah. But, but if you're in that role, oh, what yeah. better place to be? It, it was it's a bit like soldiers fantastic. being trained and trained and never going to war, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it, it was fantastic, yeah. Mm. and I loved it I, I loved it and probably you know like Tabs when we had on he said he's been very fortunate in his, in his policing career I feel the same way yeah. I was very fortunate I worked in a lot of different places with a lot of good people and I had some fantastic jobs and are you still friends with some of these people yeah, that you work with now yeah. still in contact with them yeah and in fact I'm going out with a bunch of them on Saturday fantastic yeah the regular guys that I go out with um, great guys yeah well get them on they're all serving. No, well, they're not all serving. Well, there's only me and Tabs that, that in that group that's, that's no longer there's serving. no longer serving. So the other just, guys... Just, well, all... just prime them ready for when they get... They can still come on and we can get that yeah, voice can. changing yeah. stuff, can't we? But, but they can still come on anyway. They can still say nice things if they want to. Yeah, one of them, one of them is... A, well, they're all great guys. One of them does a lot with the Fed. He's a, he's a Fed Federation representative. He'd be a good guy to get on. Yeah. Very good Fed rep. So, but anyway... There we go. So I think that's enough about firearms. I think so. Well, that's anything great. Any, 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 any other questions? Anything else? Oh, yeah, it's about the wrong door. So when I was on oh, Fort yeah. Support, it was Christmas time. I'll just tell this story very quickly. Yeah. It was Christmas time and there was an area in Nottingham. In particular, there was this one street in an area in Nottingham where a lot of the houses on this street were dealing drugs. Right. They were all involved in this big conspiracy to supply drugs and they were dealing drugs from about five or six houses. So they came to force support and said, can you assist us with these drugs warrants? And we're like, of course we can. This is what we do. We're, yeah. we're specialists, blah, blah, blah. And they gave us different packs. And all these packs were intelligence packs with the warrants in, with the addresses in, loads of information, who the occupants were likely to be. And we did set up this big, big job in, in conjunction with the local cops. And um, I think there was about maybe 30 of us from four support that were going to be involved in it. And we were in this plain Luton box van with a tail lift, <laughs> right. which was going to be parked on the street. So we all traveled in the back of it. Was it from a well-known local hire company? Hire company. Yeah, it was. So we were in the back of this Luton and uh, I was in, I was in half civvies, half uniform. So we've got like jeans, but the police boots on and, uh, Civvy top, but my body armor over the top, and my kit belt on. Gauntlets. I've got the uh, got, got my riot helmet on with screen, and the big red key because I was putting the door in. Yeah. 
and we pulled up outside this address and waited and waited. We was in the back of this Luton for about 20 minutes on the street, outside the property, ready to go. Yeah. And I was warming myself up, keeping you know, trying not to make a noise, but keeping yeah. myself yeah. limbered, ready to go and put this door in. And we wait for everybody else to get into position, and then it came strike. But well, we wait for the strike to come. And Who gets our, out the, our, uh, the bronze commander? Our, I can't remember who it was now, but our driver got out and started to operate the tail lift. Oh, right, yeah. And he said he was going to drop the tail lift halfway down, so it was like a step out the back yeah. onto the tail lift, step off the tail lift onto the path. And he said the door is literally through a wood, wooden gate, six steps up to the front door. It, it, it's hinged on the left, it's inward opening, handles on the right. Um, so I've, I've got all that information, I'm ready to go. And um, he's, he's waiting at the, at the tail lift. And the, the strike comes, the shutter goes up, yeah. I'm first out, yeah. I'm straight down onto the, uh, onto the yeah. tail lift, straight onto the rushing. Yeah, rushing. Yeah. I can see the door, I run yeah. up the footpath to the door, I get up there, I check the door, yeah. it's fastened. Oh, that's, that, that's yeah. good. Bang, one yeah. it. I'm bad to say one hit, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, one it wasn't you PVC then. No, it wasn't. No, door flies in. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. I felt good. And I'm moving out the way to let the first yeah. cop come. As I'm putting my enforcer down. But I noticed as the door goes in, I could see straight through the hallway yeah. of this property and straight into the kitchen. Yeah. And sat at the kitchen table, <laughs> yeah. side on, is a bloke who was about, probably about early 70s. Yeah. In like a shirt and a tank top jumper and some trousers and slippers. Do you look surprised? Eating, eating like a some dinner. Fingers. Eating yeah. a dinner. And I'm like, some, and straight away. Did you get a feeling? I'm thinking, something's not quite like this. Anyway, so my, my colleagues are running yeah. like screaming banjos. Please stay fucking <laughs> still, don't fucking. Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's what happens. Yeah. Is that, you know, and there's like some disperse upstairs, some go straight yeah. to the kitchen, yeah. and you can see him running in and slowing down. Yeah. Slow motion, like, get to the kitchen. Is this bloke's like, like poised with his potato yeah. on the, on the yeah. end of his fork, looking? And I run in after some other cops, and I run into the living room, which is on the right hand side, and sat in the corner is an old lady in her 70s and she's on a nebulizer. Oh no. And you can see she's like, oh no. Going, Surprise. <laughs> and I'm like oh, thinking, no. Jesus Christ, she's gonna have an heart attack. Oh, and, I'm, and I'll turn around and, and look at one of my colleagues and we're like going, straight away, this is the wrong house. Oh no. This is the wrong house. Of course, we're like, the cops come down from upstairs, clear, clear, clear. You yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah. nobody in the house other yeah, than this old couple. And uh, this no, I'm thinking, oh shit! I've just oh, took no. the door off its hinges. You know, yeah. I made a right mess of the front. Meanwhile, door. the house next yeah. door, they've all legged. Well, no, they, we we get the get the paperwork out, and it is the right. House. It is the it's exactly what's on the paperwork. Slightly dodgy intelligence. Well, I think so. So you can imagine what we said to the local cops, can't I can you? Imagine, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yes. Their name was Mud. Oh, also, dear. we're there picking the bits of the door up. Putting it back, you know. Oh no, trying we'll, to tape it yeah, back together. We'll again. get border uppers out, yeah. we'll get a new door fitted. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll look after you. Right, yeah. Sorry about the confusion. Oh, this boy. poor woman, bless her, on the nebulizer, oh, yeah. We had to get a uh, paramedic, uh, yeah. got to call ambulance. I bet that ends up quite a long job at that house, didn't it? Yeah, but you can imagine the feedback from our gaffers on force support to the gaffers at the local cops. Probably weren't that pleased. Probably. Oh no. 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 Uh, and the other addresses that were yeah, all at good. the same time. Is but, it all but, good, was all it? All good, yeah, yeah. So who were you expecting in that house that you went into? Oh, I can't remember. Well, even if I could, I won't say the names. But oh, um, right, yeah. But it was, it was what? Big time drug dealers, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there we go. That was great. Uh, oh, top tip, always check the door handle before you put the door in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've done that before. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. It was open. Why didn't you come in? <laughs> yeah, well, wait, just move the door first. Oh, well, I've enjoyed that. Yeah. That was good. All right. It's nice to have a bit of a rest and not do all the talking for a change. There we go. So Maybe we uh, could talk about domestic violence. You're an, you were an expert on that. I used to do a lot of domestic violence. I was good at domestic violence. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, we'll perhaps try that next time. All right. I might sneak in the banana story as well. There's about as much chance as a straight banana. <laughs> right, well, shall we uh, talk to Oscar? Let's do that. It's jolly good. All right. See you later, Flocker fans. Good night.